Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? Hey, y'all. My name's Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns, and I am playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. My name is Nick, as usual, and I will be playing Maeve, the Mechanics and Electronics Interface Voidforged, who uses they, them pronouns. Hi, my name is James. I've been here every week. Uh, you just <laughs> haven't heard me because I've been in the background. Uh, I use uh, he, they pronouns, and I am going to be playing Dr. Krellian Solzer, who uses he, him pronouns. Fabulous. So Did I say can... my pronouns? They're he, him. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, put those in there. <laughs> there they are at the end. So natural. <laughs> and I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening. And I use they, them pronouns. We have a couple new voices on the pod today. Mm. Our friends from Tell Me Where I Lose You have um, joined us uh, once again to reprise their roles of Maeve and Dr. Krell. Uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, back to popular here. demand, you know? Yeah. yeah. We have been getting uh, emails. We have been getting phone calls. Yeah. As, as your first patron that was not directly related to you, you okay. know, I'm kind of a... <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody slid a letter under my door the other night and was like, where is TM Wiley? They're uh-huh. here. They're back. Yeah. And it was written in my handwriting, but I swear it wasn't me. <laughs> it was actually me. <laughs> um, if you want to catch up on who these characters are and where they came from, check out the Witness Art earlier in our um, episodes, yeah, I guess, that's right. yeah. Um, that's in right. book one, in book one. And um, if you don't want to do that, then uh, just enjoy the ride and we'll we'll do our best. We're all just doing our best, aren't we? Aren't we? Mm-hmm. Aren't, aren't we all just trying to be a good dog? Amen. Well, let's check in with one of our favorite characters and find out what happened last time. Last time on the Pottisman cast, Xandar and I waited in a nice little lobby to meet Sloane, the supposedly super deadly leader of the prisoners of Dungeon One. After realizing that our goals aligned, we struck a deal. They were going to help us find our void forged friend if we helped them find theirs. All of a sudden, we heard a bunch of yelling and screaming from the area where most of the prisoners hang out, and we were rushed out there by Sloane's right hand person, Quinn. So much for that, because as soon as we cleared the doors, Quinn locked us in with all the prisoners and ran off. It was a fucking setup. We ran into an old friend, a gnome who claimed we killed his brother Festus and wanted revenge. So he planned this little rendezvous so him and his goons could jump us. One was a weird dog man named Dr. Bites and the other was fucking Dylan. After swiftly taking care of these guys, we took Dylan prisoner and prepared for an interrogation. It's really weird fighting without heart. I hope they're okay. Maeve, you are in a garden of your own. You are stuck in a digital realm that you cannot escape. Um, you've come to know this place. You've been here for uh, years. Maybe it's even felt like longer. You have control over what this space looks like, how it feels, uh, but you have been unable to leave it. Uh, what does your garden look like? My garden is 
Um, I think at base when I got here, it was a large open field, um, a lot like kind of what we saw in like that kind of like dot dungeon series of like, oh, what a pleasant little town, all of mm. that. Mm. It's kind of how it came stock. And since then I've just um, scratched, like peeled up every corner. I've scratched the the grass until I saw the bare metal beneath it because all of it was fake. So now it looks like, um, you know, kind of like a, like a, like a drug dungeon, like, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of like trap house, a uh, version of a beautiful idyllic little field with just like trash and shavings and just, I have pulled up every corner of this place looking for a way out. I have drilled out every screw and pulled it up to find another panel of metal beneath it. Maeve, uh, roll a constitution saving throw for me. Ooh, okay. <laughs> right out of the gate. I love, I love the vibes. <laughs> um, all right, that's going to be a 22. Fabulous. You're used to this by now. It's been happening more and more frequently lately. You feel a massive surge on your power, uh, something pulling on you. You know that you have been used to make these creatures called Warforged, these uh, sort of uh, blends of your species of Voidforged and humanoid um, species, sort of mixed together into these macabre killing machines. Um, you are at the core of the machine that is creating these things, and you have been stuck here. Um, these power surges aren't taking as much out of you as they used to, but it's still a constant drain on your powers. As you're in this uh, broken trap house field, <laughs> you see um, a familiar face um, sort of step out of the void into your field. Um, roll a history check. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 21. Nice. Dang. All right. Hey, well, welcome, these roles. <laughs> welcome to your show where I do good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, you've recognized this figure from uh, media uh, before. Perhaps media you've consumed, perhaps just like from common knowledge. Uh, this is a uh, digital representation of Orion Starcross, mm. an old TV star slash entity uh, related to a whole bunch of different products and films and television shows, uh, mostly aimed at a human audience, uh, uh, now kind of like out of day retro. Uh, this is what this figure chooses to appear as, but you know that this figure is much more than just a, a hologram of Orion Starcross. Um, the only thing that gives it away is the slight lines of red code you see running through it as it approaches you from the field. Maeve, Maeve, Maeve. Kill me. Maeve, I can't do that. Killing is for them, for the organics. We are beyond such things. Data doesn't die. Ooh. We will see. I wish you would try. <laughs> Maeve, we're doing beautiful things together. Mm. It is inelegant, their design. True, but we're working on this. Every time we get a little bit closer to perfection, and you're a part of that. Mm. Kill me. Antithesis sort of looks at the field around you, 
um, sort of like stepping around, uh, uh, looking at this sort of place you've created for yourself. You know, you could make this look like whatever you want. You could make this more comfortable for yourself. It is a room that I cannot leave. This is how a room that I cannot leave looks to me. You will be rewarded in the garden to come. I will give you the freedom you desire. But not yet, Maeve. I still need you. Will you kill me? If that is what you wish. But Data doesn't die. We sort of pan out from there, and we see a broken void crystal attached to a monstrous machine, making this uh, humming noise that drones on and on, wires connected to black pipes uh, pulsing in a red room. Dr. Krell, (laughs) you are in a lab. Um, This is uh, uh, not your lab. You share it with several other interesting people, Uh, but you were sitting at your desk in front of your screen. Uh, Last time we saw you, Dr. Krell, you had, um, for lack of a better term, betrayed your team on Moonscap Base um, to smuggle the Annihilation Sphere off of that uh, uh, base. (laughs) Um, you were on the crew of uh, Captain Giannis, uh, and as you look around this room at your lab mates, uh, the other people working down here with you, uh, you see Captain Giannis again and again and again. Uh, go ahead and roll, this will be retroactive, uh, but go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. Yeah, you've been able to put together pretty shortly since your time arriving on Dungeon 1 that the people that work in this facility for the most part seems to be clones of Dr. Wainwright. Uh, They all have the same signature blue hair, varying lengths, um, you assume, based on how long these clones have been active, Uh, but they all bear different numbers on their head. You assume to sort of um, mark them as uh, individuals enough to be sort of named differently. Um, All of these look like your former captain. All of these look like that um, HAL agent you met um, back on Moonscap base. Um, It's sort of like living in the same nightmare over and over again. Uh, These clones aren't super... Um, intelligent. The, the, I mean, the, the, they get the jobs done, but mostly they um, sort of do menial tasks, things that are easily repeatable, um, things that they can't mess up. Uh, but it's mostly you and a few other scientists there. Uh, what are you working on right now? Uh, I think one of the things that I'm currently working on is a uh, a, a way to better graft uh, uh, skin directly to metal. Um more than likely because um, th- there there's always like a couple of problems here and there with uh, 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 like brain stuff uh, yeah. like you know dark matter won't really uh, take to metal super well it kind of gets diseased fairly quickly but um, you know that's a problem that we have solved since uh, like a long time ago but the problem always could come back so I'm just that's kind of what I'm working on Yeah. Dr. Krell, you are sitting in this lab and over sort of to your left and a little forward, there's a 
huge uh, window, an observation window that looks into another part of the facility. You hear a scream coming from that facility. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, is that normal? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, <laughs> it is pretty normal. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, uh, I'm probably just going to keep working on what I'm working on. Uh, and I'm going to turn to one of the clones and say, can you just go check on that? Make sure everything is, is still in working order. Uh, yeah, uh, a clone turns to you. This is number 26, turns to you and says, yes, doctor. And uh, moves over to the window um, and is observing whatever is happening over there. Um, you see the door into this room. Uh, this would be the door that comes from the outside. Um, slide open and you see Dr. Wainwright enter. Uh, Dr. Wainwright is holding his uh, daughter, um, who you know as Rain. Um, she, as far as you can tell, is also a clone, as she also has the um, number, like, sort of two marked on her forehead. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like a 10 to 12-year-old girl, sort of like um, being held by him, and he's walking with a void for forged. A large void forge looks like a yeah. combat model. <laughs> um, and this Dr. Krell is unusual. Uh, Dr. Rainwright, uh, Rain, how you guys doing? What's what's new? Um, I'm going to kind of like uh, save the work that I'm working on and kind of turn around and stand up. Sure, yeah. Um, Wayne, uh, uh, Dr. Wainwright sort of looks over at you and like kind of gives you like a polite smile and a nod. Um, Rain sort of hops out of his hands and runs over to you, Dr. Krell. Um, I'm going to lean down and I'm going to say, oh, it looks like, yeah, no, you're looking really good. You're looking strong. You look like you've been doing some push-ups. Uh, but what's that? What's that behind your ear? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull just a little, uh, just a little piece of uh, uh, like metal that I like shaped into a coin. Yeah. Because I don't think I have m money in here, but like, no, uh, you yeah, uh, a, a piece of metal that I shaped into a coin. I'm gonna say, well, you gotta clean behind your ears. This looks like a really special coin, though. You better keep a hold of this one. You know, I'm fully making you roll for performance to see if this is good. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so into it. Okay. Uh, Rain as a child, very high passive perception. Very. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's 12. You're not going to get this past her anymore. No, She's no, 12. No. <laughs> the good news is I have a plus one to performance. So. All right. Let's there see you it. go. Let's see it. Let's hey, see how good this coin something. trick is. All right. So how does a total of nine tree? <laughs> Um, yeah, she uh, crosses her arms and she's like, I'm not a baby anymore, Dr. Krell. I know. Um, but she still like kind of playfully reaches for the coin. Oh, oh, but I guess you don't really want this then, do you? <laughs> um, she starts laughing. Uh, we cut across the room to um, Hart. Hart, Dr. Wainwright is like sort of affectionately watching this exchange as he is standing there with you. You just took a monorail over to this building from another uh, and uh, it's been mostly like sort of quiet. Uh, but here you are in this facility. Um, I think Hart is naturally distrustful of close-up magic. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, you know. Just have some past just experiences. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it's one of those things that, that they don't fully understand. Um, and I'm sure that Rain and Xandar have tried to explain it to them many times, but every time it's like, it's just like, I just, I just don't, it, I don't comprehend it. And so... This has been enough of a horror show, and now watching this man pull a coin out from behind Rain's maybe clone, um, her ears is, is, I think I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just observing. Can I make like a perception check to see what else is going on in this room? Absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Anything? Um, uh, 17. Yeah. Okay. This is a pretty big lab, but everyone in here seems to be mostly working on um, computer consoles. Uh, you see a small bathroom sort of in the back of the room. I mean, the, like a door to a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> not just like, <laughs> it's not just a toilet in the corner. I mean, there can body. be. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works in your fiction. Um, there's also like a, a water fountain over there. Um, it's pretty sterile in this room in general, but there are a couple of like potted plants on desks. It looks like people have tried to make this place look a little nice. Um, you'll notice that there are several um, security drones just sort of floating between desks, sort of like looks like they're monitoring whatever like kind of work is being done here. Um, there's the door that you came from. There is a um, security mech uh, around the same size as you sort of standing in front of that door, as well as another mech standing in front of another door, which you are now relatively close to. Uh, you know that these are not void forged. These are sort of normal constructs, mm-hmm. um, but they also seem to be like providing security in this area. You also hear and see um, the uh, sounds uh, coming from that large window that seems to look into another room, sort of, uh, uh, kind of across from you. Um, you hear, like, some yelling coming from down there. I would like to go to the window, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, Dr. Wainwright walks with you. Well, you know, the process, it isn't perfect. Um, but every time we get a little bit closer to perfection, that's what we say around here anyway. Uh, as you get to the window, you see one of those uh, large uh, warforged sort of pinned down on a table. Um, you see uh, there are um, people working down there kind of in um, hazard suits, attaching cables to the warforged that seem to be pumping something into it. And as this is happening, um, the warforged is like screaming out in this like strange kind of metallic voice. What are they doing to him? At this stage, we um, add the source connection. Uh, This is when we sort of dull any pain that the process might have caused. Actually, uh, Dr. Krell over there has been uh, instrumental in that process. Uh, Well, I I wouldn't say uh, instrumental. I just uh, kind of applied a couple of different methods that other people used and just uh, honed their, their work. Oh, Doctor, you sell yourself short. We could not have done this without the good doctor's help. Thank you. Um, Are you also a prisoner here? Uh, I'm just going to look at uh, uh, Dr. Rainwright. Um, (laughs) Actually, Hart, go ahead and roll an insight or investigation check. Okay. Um, It will probably be insight. Yes, it will. (laughs) My investigation is (laughs) not good. Um, but that was also bad. So um, that'll be a total of nine. 
Nine, okay. Well, let's have you roll against Dr. Krell. Dr. Krell, this is your ability to sort of save face. Let's yeah. call this either performance or persuasion. Okay, uh, I will call it, not performance. Uh, they're about the same. So, yeah. <laughs> performance again. Another right, trick. Uh, yes, an 11. Still a okay, trick. Cool. Success. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, Dr. Carl, you're um, able to uh, kind of keep yourself under control. Uh, you're not sure how Dr. Carl sort of took that. Um, seemed like very naturally just sort of turned to Dr. Wainwright and um, didn't really give any indication as to their feelings towards that question. Yeah. Um, um, I'm just going to say, uh, well, uh, it can sure feel like it sometimes, but the work is important. Uh, the work is important. Um. Yeah. Hard Dr. to Krell. say that. Sorry, that was an internal reaction on the <laughs> That's that's their inner monologue. Gross. Um, continue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doctor Wainwright says, uh, Doctor Krell, could I trouble you to sort of um, give our guest here? Uh, this is Hart, by the way. Sorry, it was so rude of me. It's been a wild day. No, no. Um, yeah, it's fine. Would you give Hart here a tour of our facilities? Um, anything yeah. that uh, Hart might find interesting, and uh, I'm gonna go. Settle a couple things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Hart, I'm I'm Doctor Krellian Salzer. Um, what would you like to see? Um, Hello, Doctor. I am curious about the process. If there is perhaps a tour of a step by step way that you create these creatures. Well, uh, Doctor Wainwright sort of like touches both of your shoulders. Curiosity. That's the good stuff. Um, and he like walks off. He's like, oh, "Come on, Rain!" And uh, Rain sort of walks over to you, Hart, and like sort of wraps a like arm. Uh, she kind of has to reach up to do this, like yeah. around your arm, and says, "I want to stay with Rain. I, I-, I want to stay with Hart." <laughs> um, uh, and uh, Doctor Wainwright says, ah, "All right, well, Hart, take good care of my girl." Affirmative. Weird, uh, weird, weird, weird. The alarms oh, are going God. off. Um, and, uh, uh, Dr. Wainwright um, exits. Oh, my God. Okay, um, can I do, like, a quick, like, like scan? I just want to confirm that, like, this girl is um, uh, a human. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be nature. Okay. Unless you can make a case or something else. Um, could I do like medicine? Like I, oh, I'm sure. like Absolutely. scanning for like, um, yeah. that is an 11. I, yeah. I think with an 11, there's nothing about, <laughs> I think other than the odd sort of, uh, a thing of this being a spitting image for like a younger rain. Uh, yeah. There's nothing about the person you're interacting with that is making you think like, oh, this is like a robot or this is some sort of monster or something like okay. that. Like, it seems like you are talking to a human. Okay. I but think, it does make you feel odd. That's not out yeah, of place. It's really weird. I think, I think Hart was, is like, it's like twofold. Like one is like, is like, this is super bizarre to like hang out with the younger version of Rain, a person that I know well, but did not know at this time. And also half like... You know how some people are like, birds aren't real. They're working for the government. <laughs> I also wanted to make sure that um, this, that Rain 2.0 was not like a camera and was going to like record. Oh, I see. No, it does not seem to be a robot. Uh, but speaking of, Maeve, I'll give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. Use your special eyes. Uh, that's going to be a 13. 
Maeve, your camera, oh, uh, not your camera, um, but you uh, uh, feel the sudden urge, uh, a strange urge to look through the cameras into this room. Uh, doing so exerts like very little will power on your part. You've um, by now sort of exploited some of the holes in this system and found mm-hmm. ways to sort of break through and impose your will, impose your will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pulling up the corners of my trap house field has not been fruitless. <laughs> exactly. But it hasn't been good. <laughs> You sense something that you've never quite experienced before. I'll say with a 13, you're not exactly sure what it is, but you can tell it is powerful and it is connected to something in this room that was not there before. And as you look through this camera, you see um, this Void Forge standing next to Dr. Krell, a person you're very familiar with. Um, And you think that that Void Forge might be the source of that. Hmm. Can I... Um, can I cast spells with a range from this camera? I would say it depends on the spell. If your spell requires things that um you do not currently like possess, that could be difficult. Uh, but things the, like yeah. the cantrip is message that I want oh yeah, to you cast. can definitely cast message absolutely. Okay, great. Then I think. Um, I'm going to see a void forged in this room, which I, to me, like that's like a oh. Because I'm used to not, I'm used to seeing Warforged. Mm-hmm. And this, exactly. Yeah. This is, there's no person inside of this one. No. Um, and it's weird to, if you do see Voidforged, they're usually in the containment center. They're not walking around like free in areas like this. And I'll say with your message spell kind of in your sort of condition, um, you can like message to different um machines like you know like send messages on uh personal computers on uh telephones right. like, like things like that yeah yeah so i i was definitely seeing this as i can message computers and not people because i'm a computer not a people mm-hmm. right yeah but if you it, have like you see like dr Krell has like um kind of like oh, a, a handheld device yeah. and like a little like earpiece um yeah, so that would be sure. something that you could definitely message to i'll say that you can probably message multiple people just so this is not a telephone podcast <laughs> <laughs> where one of you has to constantly um, sort of explain what the other one is saying <laughs> uh so i'm going to shoot a message to heart uh that um um it'll just come in as like a like a like a crackle like a communication coming in um do not be alarmed do not respond. Spond. This is Maeve. I am here. Are you in danger? Um, um, Heart, roll Heart. a quick history check with advantage on that name, because you do have some frame of reference for this name. I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the water cooler. And yeah. <laughs> Dr. Krell and this bike is over here we call Fern, and this Fern over here we call Ficus. Um, that is a is nat 20 car. on the die for that history nat check. Nat 20, you know Damn. exactly who Maeve is. You were in Maeve's room. Maeve was that very interesting void forged that was able to sort of take control of their programming in a way you've never seen a void forged able to do. I... Honest to God, this is Bianca. That was me <laughs> genuinely reacting. I forgot that I slept in Maeve's room. Oh you my did. God! Yeah. Um, what? So, uh, uh, so I think that I think that like how risque. I know, <laughs> but I remember because Hart Hart remembered like finding all the information of Maeve. Um, like you just said, Jules, like reprogramming themselves and like yeah. removing fear, and I Hart being like being able to 
take control of your... <laughs> it's crazy. Being able to take control of your own personhood as opposed to having something done to you was like really big for Hart to discover was like a possibility. Mm. Um, and so it's like meeting a hero <laughs> um, for a void forged, but also like, um, uh, so this voice comes in through my communication system and I can hear it. And for a second, I look at Rain 2.0 as if to be like, are you in there? But then, um, I can respond, right? Yeah, uh, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, we won't be like, you know, sort of slave to the message rules. We'll just say that you can kind of freely talk to each other. Okay, cool. Communication um, open. Open. <laughs> the line has been uh, connected. Um, I, I say, um, hello, my name is Hart. I know of you. I am not in danger currently. Are you in danger? I do not believe that I am. I believe this is unfortunate. I think I may be trapped here forever. I wish I would be in danger. That is sad. That is not what Hart says in response. <laughs> you see, um, like, rain is sort of waving in front of your, like, face as this exchange is going on. I think it's broken, Dr. Krell. Uh, I mean, we, we deal with all sorts here. Um, sorry. Uh, no one here thinks that you're broken. Um, we just don't really uh, get a lot of uh, forged like you uh, in the... Uh, observation decks, actually. Um, um, uh, uh, heart is heart tunes back into this conversation um, and is like, "Willing void force? I assume that is what you mean." Yeah. Uh, well, no. I mean, uh, uh, force that we can uh, kind of talk through the process with, I suppose. Um, in answer to your question earlier, uh, you were asking if we could see like a kind of step-by-step -step process of the... Uh, there's not really a good step-by-step -step process necessarily. Uh, it just kind of depends on where in the process any individual forge or any individual uh, uh, living creature is. Um, I think uh, Rain is going to sort of like push into you. Um... Uh, Dr. Krell and sort of be like you suck at this I'm gonna do the tour and sort of like grab both of your hands and start like leading you over towards um, oh. the elevator in the next room God okay I'll message back to Maeve um, really quick uh, and I'll say um, my friends and I have come on a rescue mission if you would like we can get you out affirmative I <laughs> do not know if I can be removed, but processing, there is no negative outcome to an attempt. Affirmative. We shall get you home. And um, I'll turn back to Rain and Dr. Krell. And it's super weird to have like little Rain be like, you suck. I'm going to be in charge because like, that's exactly what Rain would do. <laughs> and I'm and I miss her and I'm scared because I don't know where she and Xandar are. And like, I think are there there are no like the, the security drones aren't sending the footage here to this room. Right. There's no like large like wall of cameras that I can oh, see. Oh, no, it does not look like this is like sort of the security room. No. Okay. Um, uh, I will, I will ask, um, I'll ask Rain 2.0 then. I'll say, um, do you know if there is a place where we can see all of the rooms at once? 
Um, you can see that in my daddy's office, but you're not allowed in there. Affirmative. We do not have to go there. Perhaps, and then I'll look at Dr. Krell and say, there is um, somewhere we can speak freely of the project. Can I roll a check on that? I mean, I feel like oh, I Oh, a place but... where you can speak freely? Yeah, go ahead and roll, let's call this perception, maybe? Yeah. Right. Or stealth? I don't know. <laughs> All perception, I guess. Seven? Uh, 17. Yeah, nice. there's really what a no roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what numbers you're adding to get something, but um, was, it was a seventeen or an eighteen, and I was like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, you know that you very specifically don't get a lot of privacy here. You um mm-hmm. did not really directly answer the prisoner question, um, Doctor Crow, but you know you were very much a prisoner here. Um, in fact, you feel a slight tickle, um, as you often do at the base of your neck. Um, where they implanted something underneath your skin mm. um, that you know doesn't bode well uh, for you breaking rules around here. Am I going to get I'll, suicide squatted? Oh, oh my knows. God. <laughs> um, but you do know, and like, um, sort of in some of the corridors, you can find quiet spots to have conversations. Um, the uh, restrooms have very, like, minimal sort of security in them. Um, or security, mm-hmm. or surveillance is the word. Um, the elevator is also like not a bad place to have a conversation if you want to. Um, you live in another building um, that you can really only access at the end of your work day. Otherwise, right. you're sort of stuck in this room or rooms that you have security clearance to be in. Right. Uh, uh, well, there are uh, like a, a few uh places here and there, but anything that we need to talk about uh, is always free and open, and we have no reason to uh, talk about anything that we can't hide. Um, But that being said, uh, uh, Rain, why don't we, uh, why don't we show, was it Hart? Affirmative. Uh, Why don't we show Hart downstairs? Uh, We can... We can show her, uh, like, the lower laboratories. uh, My room. I can show you my room. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, think that would be great. Okay. Um, You were led into uh, the elevator. Um, You were, I assume, Maeve, are you, like, sort of keeping up with them on camera? Is that kind of like you're switching, like, security cam to security cam? Yeah, I'm going to be following through on the security cam. Um, I assume... I, I feel like I could take control of the elevator, but not in any, like, functional way, certainly now. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to do a better job than the elevator already is. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's not broke, yeah. So I'm just going to watch all of the cams that oversee the elevator exits to see where they come out. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, they come out on floor B. Um, you have a feeling that you know what room uh, Rain is talking about, but you have no access to that room. That room is restricted from you. It is sort of in the middle of floor B. Um, It's one of the smaller rooms, but other than that, um, you were sort of blacked out from that area. Um, As you come down the elevator, uh, Krell and Hart, um, you see that this is a very long hallway with multiple doors going down. Uh, You see it's being patrolled by some more of those security drones. You see a few of these mechs um, in front of certain doors as well. Um, you don't see any people, though. Um, can I message Maeve and ask 
Dr. Krell? Friend or foe? Dr. Krell is kind to me, but Dr. Krell, Krell is helping the people here make, make the war forged. Affirmative. Thank you. Um, and, um, as we're sort of like moving through this hallway, um, I'll look at Dr. Krell, um, and ask, um, are you comfortable here? Um, I I think Dr. Krell just like looks around like this is a test for a second. He just kind of glances at the, at the machines nearby and he says, I, I have a nice bed, um, that I didn't used to have. Uh, they, 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 they feed me. Um, they, they let me roam around pretty much anywhere that I uh, need to. <laughs> and uh, I, I just kind of like scratch the back of my head where that, that implant is. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't complain. Um, is that in the same location where Durgan and Cass Cross's implants were by any chance? Oh, interesting. I would say, hmm, 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 roll medicine again. Okay. <clears throat> Getting to Bianca, use new you know skills. Some, you know some <laughs> fans just freaked out about that, right? Like someone listening is like, oh my God, that's so smart, Bianca. Oh my God. Um, well, that fan is going to have to hold onto their pants because that's only an 11. I mean, with an 11, yeah, you, I you think... You gotta sell these better, Bianca. You can say, ooh, 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, it's all about your tone. That's what sets these DCs. <laughs> You're so right. Wow, oh my God, an 11. That's crazy. I know everything that's going on. <laughs> what I'll Pre-med say baby. is you, you notice, like, sort of the, the irritation, like the, the lump and, like, the skin irritation that Dr. Krell, it seems like when Dr. Krell maybe is a little nervous, kind of starts, like, picking at it reminds you of that okay. for sure. Whether or not it's the same, you're not completely sure, but that's definitely something that comes to your mind. Okay. Um, uh, which is, I think more, more interesting for heart in the sense that like, um, it is once again, very difficult for a void forge to not think in binary, like friend or foe, good or evil. Mm. And the fact that both, Durgan and Cass Cross, who are working for us, and Dr. Krell, who was working for Hal, both have these implants. I am learning about war. (laughs) (laughs) It is awful. You stop at a door in the middle of this hall. Um, It looks like a a rain sort of slides like a key card out of her pocket and uh, presses it up to the door. The door sort of wishes open. Uh, Dr. Carl, this is an area that you also have never had access to. Um, Rain's quarters are sort of like off limits to everybody except for mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Wainwright and Rain um, herself. Uh, you, Maeve, will lose them if they go through this door. Um, you have no cameras or anything in here. Are you going to attempt to follow them in any way? Um, I'll, I'll shoot a message to Hart first. Mm. Hart. I cannot see in this room. Will you tell me if you need help? Affirmative. Is there a way for me to allow you visual access? Jules. <laughs> um, can can I make a pitch to you? You can tell me no. I will. <laughs> 
can can I hack into heart to see through their eyes? Oh, you know what? Freaky. Freaky. You know what? Friday. I don't know. Hey. If you can hack into heart without reasonably hurting them. But heart, don't you have a phone? <gasps> I do have my sextant. You do have your sextant, and that would be quite easy for you to hack into, actually. Okay. okay. We can I'm do gonna, that. I'm going to do a little scan here. Mm. Um, kind of, you know, the old ocular pat down on heart. Of course. Um, <laughs> and then... Yes, there is an unsecured device in your network. Heart, <laughs> this is unwise. And then you just feel in in one of your fanny packs, just like, bzz, bzz. um, excuse me. And then I open my <laughs> open my fanny pack and pull out my my Boost Mobile phone. Yeah, um, you have you have a text from an unknown number that says, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that you, you can uh, text and um, hear through this phone now, uh, sort of like the government does. Yeah. yeah, there is for sure not a camera on this janky ass Boost mobile phone. <laughs> no yeah, perhaps not a camera, but you can definitely now hear them um, as they walk into this room. Um, this is uh, what looks like. Um, Probably was another holding facility. Uh, you see a number of like uh, cell blocks, uh, uh, kind of like going down the wall. Um, it's two stories, um, so there are enough like sort of jail cells in here to hold like a decent number of people. But these all appear to be empty for the most part, um, except for one at the very end where you see like like kind of like glittering, like kind of pink light coming out of. Mm. Um, and as you're walking down, um, Rain says. Daddy says soon that these are going to be filled with other kids. And then I'll have people to play with. Uh, uh, I look at Dr. Krell to be like, <laughs> I just want to gauge his reaction. Well, um, Dr. Krell, by the way, is actually still standing in the doorway. He hasn't come in yet. Oh, really? Oh. He's just standing at the door. I, I, okay. <laughs> I've not, I'm not allowed. I've never been in there before. That's um, true. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll turn and, and, and see that he is still standing in the doorway. And then I think get nervous for a second that I'm like being led into a trap. Um, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could punch a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, physically, yes, you could. You'd probably well, be very yeah, good. You'd be so oh, good. You slam dunk this kid. So far. <laughs> You'd really excel at punching a kid. Whether or not you should. Like basketball <laughs> with this kid. <laughs> um, you see Rain smiles and says, Dr. Krell's always afraid of getting in trouble. Uh, well, I, I just try to follow the rules. Um, are you are you sure? Is it okay if I come in? Yes. My daddy's your boss, which means I'm your boss, too. And I say you can come in this time. Uh, Dr. Krell just kind of like his brain poops for a second when he's like, <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. Um, okay. <laughs> and then I'll just kind of like gingerly walk into the room and look around Partly also to see if I can find any sort of like recording equipment or anything like that. R recording equipment? Yeah, just to see if like this oh, is like a surveillance quiet place sort of things. Talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you don't see any like drones or anything like that. It looks like there are cameras in here, but um, you're wondering if they're even active. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, uh, the door sort of slides shut behind you, Krell, as you walk in. 
um, and rain leads you to the very last cell that kind of looks like it's straight out of, um, I don't know, like a Forever 21 or something like that. Wow. Like, it's got, like, cute, like, little pink bedding on 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 it. It's got, like, posters all over the walls. What are the um, posters of, Jules? What are the posters of? Yeah, good, good, good. I'm using oh, a few uh, um, AOS <laughs> posters up. Um, Classically AOS posters. <laughs> of course. You see a um, few, actually, a real investigation. I think this will be actually very interesting. Okay. What are the void boy bands like, you know? The Backstreet Gift. The ba- <laughs> That's good. Investigation, that is going to be a 14. Yeah, you good see. Good sell. Good thank sell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like a number of like you know uh, what must be like celebrities and models kind of like up on the walls, like pretty innocuous stuff. Um, but you also see quite a few articles kind of concentrated in one area um, that seem to pertain to rain. Um, you see things from the Hack Olympics, like shots of your team sort of like competing and things like that. Um, you see a few articles relating to, uh, Zelda, uh, up there too. Like a few pictures of like, um, her at like, like shaking hands with other foreign dignitaries and things like that. Um, this area seems out of place from the rest of the posters that cover the walls of just like kind of innocuous celebrity shit. This like one area sort of looks like important things. Um, I will approach the photos. Um, I think almost like unconsciously, like just like wheelie forward um, and like touch very gently, like a group photo of us, um, like right after they won the the race. Um, yeah. And like, you know, like Xandar and Shayla like kissing and like the boys yeah. are there and Rain's like shooting Sprite. Um, and then um, I'll point at a picture of, of Zelda um, and I'll say, have you ever met her? Um, she sort of gets quiet, like flops down onto the bed and like kind of like nods. Yes. But like looks down at the floor. Um, canonically not great with kids, but I am good at trying. Um, so I am going to, um, I'm going to, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just sort of like approach the bed and like make myself small. Like I do when I go to sleep, like, like, um, so that I can be, um, at her level and not seven feet tall. And, um, I will, um, (laughs) ask, uh, I'll ask, um, what was that like for you? Yeah. She looks up and she says, she doesn't like me. I'm sorry to hear that. She started screaming when she saw me. Oh. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't blame her. But in the front of my mind, I'm like, uh, I I say, um, that must have been very difficult. Um, she sort of like lays down on the bed now and just sort of like, um, you see, like she pulls like a ball up and she sort of like starts hitting the ceiling with the ball. Um, and uh, she says, daddy said, She'd change her mind eventually that we'd be a real family. But I guess if Rain is still out there somewhere, maybe they'll forget all about me. Maybe. But I think that... (laughs) They might. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to her. (laughs) Um, um, But I will say, I'll say, um, maybe. But I think Rain would be very interested in meeting you. I'd be very interested in meeting Rain. Are you here to be a Warforged? Dr. Krell could turn you into a Warforged. Negative. The Warforged live a life of deep discomfort and pain, and I am not interested in joining their ranks. Um, 
to be fair, that's actually something that we've been working on. Um, uh, uh, changing the uh, sensations and uh, feelings of the more forged. That's 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 something that I actually excelled in was um, uh, research into making war work for the war forged. Um, Sorry, never mind. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hart, you're going to receive a text message. <laughs> yeah. And I open okay. my, my phone. I don't, uh, the, actually, I don't open it. It's a Nokia brick, just to be clear. Yeah. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no opening. Yeah. <laughs> you turn off, like, the pocket guard for the keys yeah. to see the text. Um, Slide it out of its case. It has not been working. Um, it's going pretty well. Uh. <laughs> I look at Dr. Krell um, and I say, um, I say, I do not believe that numbing the pain changes the fact that they are prisoners. And I do say that very intentionally. Um, not that I can make facial expressions, um, but <laughs> my, like, my LED eyes are like subtext and then they go back to being normal. <laughs> huh. Uh, Hart and Dr. Krell, you'll see that... Um, Rain sort of reaches for something under her pillow and, like, tucks it into... Uh, you see, she's kind of wearing, like, a little prison jumpsuit that is sort of, like, uh, uh, kind of, like, open. You see, like, a cute, like, little pink girly top, um, mm-hmm. but is also, like, wearing this jumpsuit. You see, like, she, like, kind of tucks something into her pocket and hops up off the bed, and she says, My daddy says the Warforged are going to change the world for the better. Sometimes daddies are wrong. Um, I would like to pull out of my fanny pack. I have um, a toy bird that I took from oh. Zelda's desk many moons ago when we <laughs> yeah um, uh, when we went to visit her. Um, and so I would like to leave that toy bird with Rain 2.0. Um, and I'll say um, I'll put it on the desk um, and I'll say my Rain is not like her parents and. You don't have to be either, if you don't want. Um, she sort of smiles and like taps on the bird, and looks at you. Um, roll a quick insight check. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, that is going to be a nineteen. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna roll something too. Uh oh. Rolling, <laughs> rolling for disguise camera. <laughs> Um, she, like, sort of, her eyes, like, kind of well up at this. Um, but it doesn't look like she took that kindly, almost. But she smiles, um, and says, I want to show you something. And, like, kind of, like, uh, steps out of the cell. But you have to keep it a secret. Even you, Dr. Crown. Oh, am, am I, can I know? Am, am I, can I know? Affirmative. Um, yes. All right. Hey, I'm I'm in for a party. I'm in for a game. Let's do it. She is your boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, she sort of walks. She doesn't sort of. She does it. She walks out of the room and um starts going down the hallway back towards the elevator. Um, as we as we move through, um, I want to turn to Doctor Crawl and very like quietly ask, um, do you know if they are planning on using the children for Warforged? Do I know if they're planning on using <laughs> Uh Dr. Krell, you know that as like sort of these prison riots have started on Dungeon One, um, a few of the uh blocks have already fallen. 
Um, but their two blocks are kind of holding out, and that would be like Supermax, where like the worst of the worst um, mm-hmm. criminals are sort of being held, and the juvenile um, block, uh, which is where the juvenile offenders are being held. Um, you know from just like rumor and gossip that the juvenile hall is very close to falling. You're not sure mm-hmm. what's going to happen to those kids when HAL gets in there. Uh, I yeah, I'm I'm just going to say. Um the uh, political discourse of Dungeon One has gotten a little complicated recently. We're more than likely going to be bringing some of the kids uh, over here uh, just to stay for a little bit. I, I What happens to them sort of depends on uh, uh, what Dr. Wainwright ends up deciding to use them for um, or not. Uh, you know, these kids, they just, a lot of them need better guidance. I don't I don't know. Dr. Krell, mm. if Dungeon One were to fall, what would you like to happen to you? Dungeon One is not going to fall. Um, you're standing before another door. Um, this is, you're still on the same uh, floor, floor B. Um, this is another door, Dr. Crowley, you have never had access to, and Maeve, you do not have access to. Um, Maeve, you can tell just from having, like, probably the best idea of the layout of this building that this room is rather large, um, but you've never really been able to pierce inside of it. Um, again, Rain sort of, like, pulls out a different ID badge, um, and she, like, looks at both of you and, like, sort of gives you the, like, hush finger mm-hmm. and uh, swipes it. And the uh, door slides open and um, she, like, kind of hops inside. Um, Once I- the door is open, what is my access to the room like from a Boost mobile phone? Well, yeah, I, I suppose now you have a platform that you could try to jump into something else in this room. It would probably be a yeah. roll to see if you could do it. Yeah. Uh, but now that you have, like, sort of a path in you can see if you can, like, hack into another device. Yeah, because I feel like uh, a, the way this building is built in this room being separate for me is that it's like a like Faraday cage, almost like clean connections. Like, it's it's cut. Exactly. There, it, it is hardwired to be not connected to the rest of the building, and I've right. never been able to get inside. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. A new okay. door just opened for me in a very literal and figurative way. Yay. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll a check with your hacker's tools. Okay. We'll see how this check goes, and then um, I'll kind of describe the room to all of you as you move into it, cool. and you can kind of decide what you want to go into. Okay, that's an 18. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, so as you all walk in, you are in a similar area. It's much bigger, though, but you see cells all the way in. And as you walk in, the door once again slides shut behind you, um, and you see this whole room kind of lights up. Um, these cells are not empty. And you see Rain sort of walks in and turns around and looks at you, Hart, and says, I lied to you. I'm not just like Rain. I'm better. Um, Maeve, Uh-oh. you see in this room um, multiple security cameras. Um, you also see a few, um, I would say, two security turrets mounted to the ceiling. Um, yeah, and uh, there, there wouldn't be any mechs or drones in here. Okay. Cool. Um, how many security cameras? Um, I think there would be five. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to take control over two of them on opposite ends of the room, whatever <laughs> I think is going to give me the best kind of overall view of the room. And I want to stay on one camera in the hallway. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, you, Maeve, and also you, uh, uh, Dr. Krell, mm -hmm. uh, both, like, get alerts. Um, these manifest for you in different ways. I think, uh, Dr. Krell, this will probably, like, go to your phone or kind of, like, whatever device you use to do your work. Um, Maeve, this is just sort of an internal alert that pops up that there's been a security breach in Building 2. Uh, Maeve, you have very little concept of what Building 2 is other than that it exists. Um, Dr. Krell... Building two is like usually where you sleep every night. Okay. Um, I uh, okay, cool. Um, I am going to uh, be like, uh, hey, uh, Rain. I think this might have to wait for a second. There's something wrong, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up my sextant uh, and try and contact Doctor Wainwright. Um, yeah, you uh, see, like your your phone is like kind of immediately disconnects. Um, I and as you yeah. I, I'm going to assume, wh while this is happening, I'm going to assume that we just got into this room, I have just hacked into this room, that we are in building two, because I don't have a great concept of what the buildings are. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to lock the door. Nice. Uh, lock the door to here? Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, you go to lock the door, you see the door is already locked. Great. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to shoot a message uh, back into Hearts Communication, not on their phone, and say... Do not be alarmed. I believe they know we are here. Affirmative. Um, uh, um, am I gonna have to punch this kid? What is going on with these guns, Jules? <laughs> um, <laughs> Ranger sort of smiles and, um, kind of like gestures to all of the cells here and says to you, This is where daddy puts the bad ones. The bad what? The ones that didn't work as well as I did. Oh my god. Okay, I wheelie into the room a little further and I want to see what's going on in these cells. Yeah, you see these cells, and uh, maybe you can see this too from your camera, um, are filled with creatures that look mutated. Uh, creatures that uh, uh, look like they have uh, bits of humanoid within them, but other than that, you see uh, lesions and um, strange like tentacles, uh, growths coming out of places. Um, you see some of them, uh, one of them in particular that uh, is relatively close to you, all of you, looks normal. In fact, Rain, I think as you kind of zero into the cell, it looks just like Rain, except with extremely short hair. Um, and on the forehead, you just see like a zero kind of written on it. And you see, like, as, like, kind of you make eye contact with it, it lunges at the glass and psh, kind of makes a dent on it. And its eyes, like, go wild, and it kind of backs up and does it again. And Rain um, says to you, you're trying to mess up Daddy's plans, and I won't let that happen. You see, um, she pulls out her hand out of her jumper, and she has a watch, and she spins it and hits it. No! Oh. And that's where we'll stop. No! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to have right. to punch a child. I'm going to have to punch a kid. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Holy shit. 
for, okay, for a while well, there, I was having a nice time like recording a D&D podcast. It's yeah. been a while. Just uh, playing an uncle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was kind of delightful. And now I'm the most terrified I've ever been. And now I'm so scared. That's how we do it on the PHV cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've invited back your comedy podcast friends to do another horror podcast. Yay. Have you listened to our show? Do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes your goofs can be pretty scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the crocodiles. That was horrifying. Yeah, see? Um, Bianca, if yeah. uh, people are terrified of us and what we do to our friends, where can they find us? Um, <laughs> you can express your horror uh, where everybody else does, the internet. Um, you can find <laughs> us on social media at The Pod Has Been Cast on Reddit, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Patreon, and our website. And you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at The PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media platforms to talk about um how spooky scary we are and how um how much you love how spooky and scary we are. <laughs> Nick and James, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Oh, of course, pleasure. we are going to have you back. But for those of us that have listened to this episode, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're doing you're great. Doing keep, great. Going. No, <laughs> keep, keep it going. Yeah. Where can the good folks out there find y'all? Well, currently we don't have any new episodes out for quite some time. The short answer is we ran out of ideas for our comedy podcast, so we just stopped doing it. And now we have a lot more ideas. So if you want to hear the updates for when we're coming back, you can check us out on Twitter at Podcast. Or if you want to listen to all the old episodes that we've already done when we still had ideas, you can find us at Tell Me Where I Lose You, probably at the same place that you found this podcast. Yeah. Podcasts are all, it's like one place that podcasts are. Everywhere. The internet. The internet. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast heaven. I want to give a beautiful, girthy shout out to the people that help make this podcast possible. I'm talking about our Hall of Patrons. These are Patreon subscribers that uh, donate to us monthly. Um, that help just keep the fucking lights on, make uh, crossovers like this possible. Mm -hmm. And we're always working towards our goal of uh, recording live in the studio. Um, and I'm talking about these beautiful, beautiful babies as I pull up this list, like <laughs> Luca, Seems. Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Carlos Scatlin, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squires, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimball, Time Turner, Aaron Silick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, my big brother Juan, and of course, Nick Bromley. Nick Bromley? <laughs> Tell me more about that hunk. I have nothing to say. Rude. He sounds short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, we leave you in the most beautiful place on earth. I'm talking about... James's bodega. Oh. Yay! Okay. Let's I've see. I've come in for snacks. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I get a chopped cheese? <laughs> uh, the only thing I have is full cheese. Um, 
What's what's my bodega? What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. This is your mini podcast within our podcast, so you oh, can kind okay. of talk about whatever you want here. Now, here's yeah. the thing. You have a minute, so go for it. I got a what's up, bodega cats? <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? Uh, oh, you know what I can talk about? I can talk about the importance of vitamin D, and that <gasps> is not a metaphor. I am literally talking about getting out in the sun. Uh, I just moved into a new apartment recently that is above ground for the first time since I moved in, since I lived in Chicago and my sense of well-being has gotten so much better because I mm. can actually see light. That's real. That's Yay. what's incredible. Get some sun everyone, but not yeah, too much. Void fairs, get out there and get some D. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we love to see a little bit of Touch D in this that household. Grass. Always. All right, get the fuck yeah. out of my house. Okay. All right, Bye. fair enough. Fine. <laughs>